Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Real Life. This is Lisa coming at you. Today, uh, we are going to be discussing overthinking. Why overthinking happens and how to tackle it head on for better mental health and well-being, especially when you're in the middle of an overthinkathon. So let's get started. Overthinking. Most of us have done it at one time or another, and it can be a real booger when you're stuck on a thought about something that you just can't get out of your head. And even worse, when you try to get it out of your head, and that just makes things 10 times worse. Serious overthinking is different than an earworm thought. But overthinking at its worst, it goes round and round like a record. Sorry, I had to. (laughs) Uh, It goes round and round like a record in your mind. And it can distract you from rational thoughts, which moves you forward. So... If it's restricting you from rational thoughts and you're not moving forward, either you're standing still or worse, you're going back in time that you have no control over. So let's define overthinking. We all overthink sometimes, as I said. Overthinking is when you get hung up on something or, or find it hard to get it out of your head. For some of us, it's a more than sometimes kind of thing. Some of the hallmarks of anxiety are excessive fear, worry, and obsessive thoughts. There's a simple article about six steps to stop overthinking in psychology today. Uh, It talks about two destructive thought patterns that can happen. Number one, ruminating, and number two, worrying. So, ruminating is when we go over and over past events in our minds, even though we know that we can't change what has happened. Now, worrying is when we go over and over what may or may not happen in the future. Often the thoughts are wildly negative and we think the worst is going to happen. I tend to do uh, a lot of ruminating and worrying. I do recognize that so I can really work on it when it's happening. And we'll talk about that in a bit. So, Whether it's the past or the future that we're overthinking, or both, which happens a lot too, it is negative energy being expended in our minds, which can often send us on a downward spiral. In fact, often it starts off with a specific distressing thought, and then we can spiral into lots of other negative thoughts. And even the fact that we're overthinking can be another source of worry in and of itself. 
excessive worrying and or rumination can actually be signs of either anxiety or depression. That's why I mentioned it earlier. Or it can be anxiety and depression. So it's important to get to the bottom of it and understand what's happening. And I stress, you may have to seek help if needed. If not from a professional therapist or counselor, then at least from someone you trust, someone in your support network. So before we go any further, let me just make clear that I'm not talking about the odd bit of worry about what may or may not happen or the odd concern over something that has already happened. That is completely natural. And I don't think you'd be alive if you didn't do that sometimes. I'm talking about when you can't find a way past those things. Again, I'm talking about when you can't find a way past those things or those thoughts. When you find yourself spending hours stuck in a pattern of negative thinking, when you can't get to sleep because your mind just will not switch off, when you wake up in the middle of the night and immediately start thinking about that thing that happened in 1994 that you wish you had have handled differently, that's overthinking. And that's the stuff that needs a proactive approach to get through it, which is what we'll talk through today. Some examples of overthinking are, you might find yourself replaying conversations and wishing you had handled things differently. We've all done that. You might be hung up on a mistake that you made at work. You might be worried about the outcome of a big meeting coming up. Or you might be obsessing about how you're going to tackle a huge number of tasks in a short time frame to meet a deadline. That in and by itself is stressful. So part of what happens with me in terms of anxiety is that I get into a place where I feel so overwhelmed with even just basic stuff that I either explode or I go into total shutdown and nothing gets done. Or I eat my feelings. But that's a much bigger topic for, for another day. So let's talk about overthinking and mental health. Understanding what overthinking is and knowing that it's happening when it's happening and that you need to do something about it is important. Like I mentioned before, excessive worry and or rumination can actually be a sign of depression and or anxiety or, or both, as I said. Uh, regardless of how serious the situation might be for you at any given time, being aware of the risks associated with overthinking means that you can be more conscious of it and when it happens, and you can put in place strategies early to deal with it before it becomes a bigger issue. Remember I mentioned that to you earlier that I focus when it's happening 
to myself. I become very aware of it and I'm able to work on things, uh, employ coping skills. So uh, it, it's something you have to stay on top of. So what you want to do, like I said, is put in place strategies early to deal with it before it becomes a bigger issue. Deal with it while it's still a molehill, but before it becomes a mountain. I love a good cliche. <laughs> Uh, tackle it early and tackle it often so that it doesn't become something bigger. That's the whole point of being proactive with your mental health and your well-being because prevention is better than the cure, just the same as it is with your physical health. At its core, overthinking is a defense mechanism and it's our mind trying to look out for us. There are lots of different notions about what sets it off. But one of the things that we know is that multiple parts of our brains can set us off and seem to drive our fear responses and anxiety. In fact, there's an interesting article about the latest theories on how the brain deals with anxiety from Brain Facts. So... When overthinking goes beyond just the occasional occurrence and instead goes into overdrive, it can be completely exhausting. It feels different for different people. For me, it's like being on edge for a really long period of time, and then eventually I just crash and can't function for a while. However, it might manifest overthinking is usually related to stress. And it's something that can be managed over time with the right tools and the right support. Fundamentally, overthinking is a symptom of stress. I mean, let's be honest. When you're feeling calm and happy, you tend not to overthink that really not often at all because you're busy being calm and happy. However, I think we all know that our emotions are fleeting and happiness is never a permanent state because nothing is permanent. What's important to focus on is how you tackle the bad feelings if and when they happen. Like a lot of thought patterns related to anxiety, overthinking can often be short-circuited by confronting that terrible C. Word, the C word, that's responsible for so much self-inflicted suffering. That C word is, I spoke about it in previous podcasts, the C word is control. We like to think we have a lot of control in our lives, but the reality is that we only have control over ourselves, how we think, how we feel, how we act. Often when we're in overthinking mode, we're stressing about something that is out of our control, how people might perceive us or or what may or may not happen, or that 
thing that happened months or years ago. When this happens, we need to be blunt with ourselves because sometimes you're just wasting energy on stuff that you have absolutely no control over. When it comes to the past, you have no control over it because it's already happened and it can't be changed. Deal with it. Get over it and let it go. It is done. Just remember to learn from it so you don't do it again. When it comes to the future, you have limited control over that. In fact, you pretty much just have control over what you do say and think now, which is what shapes the future. And even then, nothing is guaranteed. All you have is now. Again, all you have is now. Plan for the future by all means, but you don't live there. You live here in the now. So live here in the now. Daily practices if you're prone to overthinking. Let's talk about specific steps you can take to deal with overthinking if and when it rears its ugly head to rain on your parade. There are a few different things I'm going to go through, so let's get started with what you can do every day to prevent yourself falling into overthinking patterns. Then we'll talk through steps you can follow if you find yourself in the middle of an overthink-a-thon. Let's begin with stuff you can do every day to proactively manage your mental health and well-being if you're prone to overthinking. First, let's talk about awareness. This is the most important piece of advice I can offer, which is if you're prone to overthinking, be aware of that and put in place daily practices that can help to build your resilience, such as gratitude, reflection, journaling, mindfulness, future podcasts will talk about gratitude, reflection, journaling, and mindfulness. So kind of keep your eyes peeled uh, so you can listen to those future podcasts. So find what works for you and try multiple things because the more proactive you are, the greater the chance that you'll reduce the instances of falling into the overthinking trap. Why is this so important? Because prevention is better than cure, as I said. Some of the other things you can do every day to manage yourself are ask for support. If you're prone to overthinking, don't feel you need to go through that alone because you don't. Find a counselor or therapist who you feel comfortable with and talk things through with them on a regular basis or ask for support from a loved one and talk to them regularly, not just when you're in overthinking overdrive uh, or what's worrying you. Just remember that a conversation is a two-way street, so don't forget to talk about how the other person is doing as well. If you'd rather just unload all of your worries and fears, that's where a conversation with a professional therapist or counselor comes in. It can serve you better because then it can be all about you without any guilt or remorse. I have been involved in conversations 
where it is a dump. And then you, you, you just feel like, well, they didn't ask how I'm doing, how anyone in my family is doing. So you feel just a little, a little hurt about it. So moving on, accept yourself. Don't be tough on yourself. Take things one day at a time and know that you're doing your best. If you're doing your best. <laughs> if you like daily affirmations, then go and affirm the hell out of yourself. Do whatever works for you. You need to treat yourself with kindness. As RuPaul always says, if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love anybody else? So, like all habits, changing your destructive thought patterns can be a challenge, but with consistent practice, you can train your brain to think differently. So here are some ways to stop overthinking everything. Number one, notice when you're stuck in your head. Overthinking can become such a habit that you don't even recognize when you're doing it. Start paying attention to the way you think so you can become aware of the problem. When you're replaying events in your mind over and over or worrying about things you can't control, acknowledge that this isn't productive. Thinking is only helpful when it leads to positive action. Number two, keep the focus on problem solving. Dwelling on your problems isn't helpful, but looking for solutions is. If it's something that you have some control over, consider how you can prevent the problem or challenge yourself to identify five potential solutions. If it's something you have no control over, like a... <laughs> A natural disaster, think about the strategies you can use to cope with it. Focus on the things you can control, like your attitude and effort. Then, challenge your thoughts. It's easy to get carried away with negative thoughts. So before you conclude that calling in sick is going to get you fired, or that forgetting one deadline will cause you to become homeless, Acknowledge that your thoughts may be exaggeratedly negative. Remember that your emotions will interfere with your ability to look at situations objectively. Remember, emotions are not logic-based. Take a step back and look at the evidence. What evidence evidence do you have that your thought is true? What evidence do you have that your thought isn't true? Number four, schedule time for reflection. Stewing on your problems for long periods of time is not productive, but brief reflection can be helpful. Thinking about how you could do things differently or recognizing potential pitfalls to your plan could help you perform better in the long run. So incorporate 20 minutes of thinking time into your daily schedule. And during that time period, just let yourself worry, ruminate, or mull over whatever you want. When your time is up, 
move on to something else. And when you start overthinking things outside of your scheduled time, simply remind yourself that you'll need to wait until your thinking time to address those issues is in your mind. So again, incorporate 20 minutes of thinking time into your daily schedule. And during that time period, let yourself worry, ruminate, mull over, whatever you want. But when your time is up, move on to something else. Okay? Number five, learn mindfulness skills. And as I said, in a future podcast, we're going to be talking about practicing mindfulness. So, it's impossible to rehash yesterday or worry about tomorrow when you're living in the present. Mindfulness will help you become more aware of the here and now. Living in the present, it's called. Just like any other skill, mindfulness takes practice, but over time, it can decrease overthinking. There are classes, books, apps, courses, and videos available to help you learn mindfulness skills. And an upcoming podcast on Real Life by Lisa. And uh, number six, change the channel, I call it. Telling yourself to stop thinking about something will backfire. The more you try to prevent a thought from entering your brain, the more likely it is to keep popping up. Change the channel in your brain by changing your activity, exercise, engaging conversation on a completely different subject, or, or work on a project that distracts you. Doing something different will put an end to the barrage of negative thoughts. When I have that come up, I will walk away. I may go for a short car ride. I may pick up something uh, to read uh, that's uh, humorous, uh, things like that. But uh, you need to to walk away and uh, distract yourself from the situation. So what we're talking about is training your brain. Paying attention to the way you think can help you become more aware of your bad mental habits. With practice, you can train your brain to think differently. Over time, building healthier habits will help you build the mental muscle you need to become mentally stronger. So, what I, I'm asking you to do is be gentle with yourself if you're prone to overthinking. Nobody's perfect, and it's not a sign of failure to get it in that headspace. Be proactive. Put in place actions every day to proactively manage your mental health and well-being to reduce the chance of going into overthinking mode. Ask for support. You don't have to go it alone. And getting help from someone you trust can help you to get to the bottom of things that might be worrying you so that you can begin to let go. There is a quote I wanted to mention. It's by Winston Churchill. And the quote is, When I look back on all these worries, 
I remember the story of the old man who said on his deathbed that he had had a lot of terrible trouble in his life, most of which never happened. This is real life. And I'm wishing all of you a good day. And as always, stay well.